This is the Leading Second Podcast, where we are on a mission to equip local churches everywhere to raise uncommon leaders. The Leading Second Podcast releases every Thursday morning, so hit follow and share this episode with your team. Now let's jump into another episode for all of us who lead from the middle, from the second chair for the second chair. Second, welcome back to season five of the Leading Second podcast. My name is Brandon Stewart. So excited and honored uh, to have you join us in this space today. If you lead from the middle on your church team, uh, in your ministry, you have a heart, you want to get it right uh, for your pastor, you want to honor God. Um, you want to go the distance in ministry, man. That's why Leading Second is here. Uh, and we're so excited to have a space in your life uh, as a leader. So welcome today. And uh, I'm excited. This is our our final episode of uh, the first half of season five. We're taking a brief summer break here over the next couple of weeks. We'll be back in July uh, with some episodes. Um, but for today, we've got a great um, conversation with some thoughts teed up for you in my heart that I wanted to share today that I believe will help frame the summer and frame this season for us as church leaders. So, so glad you're here today. I want to remind you that applications are open for Leading Second Coaching Groups launching this fall. We've said a lot about them over the last few weeks, but I want to encourage you if if um, you have a heart to take your leadership to the next level over this next year and you're an executive level leader in your church, it would be my honor to walk with you this year in a brand new immersive coaching group experience that we are building. Uh, I've assembled a team of coaches that I'm so proud of and man, we'd love to have you. So head to leadingsecond.com and check out the information there. Applications are due in August for a September launch for coaching groups. It's going to be awesome. Hey, we have a first uh, segment up today on the episode, a great testimony from a second chair leader I love and respect. Uh, Let's check this out. My name is Chris Lukos, and I have the privilege of serving as a second chair leader at Elevation Church in Charlotte, North Carolina at our Blakeney campus. I help overseeing uh, small groups, ministry, outreach, and guest experience. So a little bit of everything. What's your favorite cereal? This was a tough question for me. I know it's an icebreaker, but I am one of the weirdos. Hand resting on the Bible, I can't tell you the last time I've had cereal. I hate cereal, and I know that's not good, but I just have never, I don't know, maybe a punishment food when I was a kid growing up or something, and I was just like, I just don't like cereal. So I'm sorry I'm the odd man out. How long have you served at your church? Uh, I first attended our church uh, about six years ago, uh, signed up to serve a couple weeks later and served on a volunteer capacity, came on staff almost four years ago. So four years in full-time vocational ministry. What was it like when you first felt called into ministry? Uh, Scary, terrifying. Uh, I will say on the other side of that, fear was a naivety, I think. Uh, I, I kind of went into it with the mindset of like, I love God, I love people, I'm going to be great in ministry. And of course, we know that there's a whole nother side to, to ministry and it's not always easy. People are people. Ministry can be messy. 
um, but it's something that I've, I've learned to grow in and love regardless of, uh, of what I, my preconceived thoughts were. But I think the initial fear was uh, probably the, the biggest uh, feeling as well. Have you ever had a moment that you felt like quitting and how did you overcome that? Yes, uh, all the time. Um, is It happens often where it's like, especially the past couple years, if I'm honest, it's like, do I feel like I have what it takes to continue growing and leading and serving? And, um, and it, it, it can be tough at times, uh, but I think the thing that keeps me grounded and Pastor LB actually taught me this is uh, to keep a trophy case, to keep moments of wins in your life when you feel like everything that you're doing and pouring your heart out is not making a difference. And does this really matter? Does anybody notice? Uh, a trophy case can be as simple as a photo album on my phone where I take screenshots of moments of text, of pictures of people praying with each other in the lobby. And those are those little wins that can connect me back to the whole reason I got into ministry to begin with. What one rhythm have you put into place to stay healthy and or keep growing in your role? Uh, I, I would say for me, I've been able to give myself permission to leave it to the next day, which sounds contrary to a, a fast paced ministry. To be able to say, uh, to decipher the difference between important and urgent has been huge to me. Uh, there's a million and one things to do on our to-do list. Our, our lists are never ending, uh, but I've learned to give myself permission to say, hey, this is something that I need to focus on right now, but this is also something that I can cut off to be fully present uh, in the moment and to give my full undivided 100% attention to the task at hand. That's been uh, huge for me to be able to uh, just set those boundaries too. I think the uh, most challenging but best advice I got actually recently was from a fellow staff member uh, that challenged me to not take my laptop home on a weekend. And it was so foreign to me, like, there's no way I can do that. I have to have my, my access to my emails and to-do lists and all of this. And her response to me was, Chris, you're not that important. And I think that was challenging for me to understand. It was humbling. I realized, like, She's right, but it gave me uh, a sense of freedom and re release to be able to be fully present, to know that the work is still going to be there the next day. Uh, and it's created a more consistent mindset that I can be in this for the long run and keep going. What's one thing you would like to tell someone who's just getting their start in ministry? You're already called, you're already chosen. Everything that you need, uh, you've already been gifted. That uh, I'm reminded of the story when David was in the field tending sheep before he was ever even a king in the palace, he was still in ministry in the field. He wrote 75 of the 150 Psalms and the majority of those were in the field. Psalm 23, one of the most well-known Psalms was written while he was in the field when he was before the quote unquote calling that he stepped into to be a king in a palace. And so just walk confidently in that, knowing that everything that you need, God's already gifted you with. And on the other side of that, no matter what level of leadership or affluence that we reach, there's always that spirit of humility, of teachability that we've never fully arrived and we're never at a place where uh, we're serving is beneath us. And so no matter what level we uh, uh, obtain or we get to, whatever that theoretical uh, in our minds level of success is within ministry, we're never uh, above serving. And uh, that's what the, the heart of Second Chair is. So if you can lead and serve in the same tension, that's that you've got it and you'll be in this for the long run. I want to say a huge thank you today to our entire 
uh, podcast and digital resources team at Leading Second for all that they put into the podcast space. Uh, you probably don't know it. You know, Leading Second has a volunteer team of ministry leaders, about about 30 deep or more uh, at this point, and uh, several people touch each episode of the podcast. Uh, I certainly don't do this alone. Um, we have a very faithful, dedicated team of volunteers who are leaders or on staff in their own churches and yet uh, carve out time above and beyond that to serve God's church, to serve leaders. So thank you, team. I'm so um, excited for uh, where we're headed for the rest of this year in the podcast space. Okay, so for our episode today, I just wanted to have a conversation with you. Uh, a simple conversation in some ways, but but one that could have dramatic effect uh, on your year this year. I, I kind of view this as like our space. I kind of view this as like a space where we get to talk. I know it's kind of a one-way street, um, but to me, whether you're driving in your car, whether you're in the gym somewhere, whether you're you know in your office, you're at home, you got your AirPods in while you're doing the dishes. I mean, wherever this space is for you, I pray that it's encouraging. I pray that it's challenging. And for today, I just came with a simple question to ask you. It's a question I recently had to ask myself. I was forced to ask myself. I think it's a question that as leaders, we run up against uh, from time to time. And that question is this. Do you need a reset? Do you need a reset? If I'm honest with you, um, recently I realized I needed a bit of a reset. I realized I was experiencing an undercurrent of anxiety in my life. Um, not normal for me. I can I could experience it here or there like any of us can. But it was fairly constant. It was kind of this low boil, this low simmer. And I was on the hunt for the culprit. And I, I couldn't find it. Um, I, I, I try to be pretty self-aware. And, um, you know, man, ministry's thriving. And I just love the season my family is in. I, I, was, I was struggling to find the culprit. And I finally found it. I found it. And that was that my, my schedule and my focus had entered survival mode. I was going from one meeting to the next, if I'm honest with you, one day to the next, for me, one trip to the next. And I was just sort of managing. I was surviving, but I had broken a couple of really important rhythms in my life and I was starting to feel it. I got off track for good reasons. We took vacation this spring. You know, uh, I said yes to some, some great ministry uh, opportunities that I was really excited about. So it seemed like for all good reasons, but I'm just fessing up today. I got out of rhythm and I needed a reset. So I just wanted to take this moment today and ask you, do you need a reset? It seems to me right now that pretty much every conversation I'm having with leaders these days is leading back to some element of rest. 
and rhythms. And so going into the summer, I've just been wondering, leader on the other side of this podcast today, how's your soul? Like, do you need a reset? Are you surviving or are you thriving right now? Are you, you know, operating on all cylinders or are you feeling the weight of ministry in some way? Let me say, first of all, shame off you. If you find yourself in that place, this can happen to any of us and it can even happen to us, um, you know, for, for any kind of reason, good reasons, bad reasons. Sometimes it's actually our hard work and our faithfulness that can cause us to get busy and get out of rhythm. I mean, how do we get to this point? I've been asking myself this question. Uh, maybe you can get to this point just because you, you've been faithful. You've been busy. You know, you said yes, what you, you know, you said yes to what you felt like you needed to say yes to. Um, there could be other reasons. Maybe you're working or serving with wrong motives because sometimes in ministry, it's not what you're carrying, but how you're carrying it. Lindsay and I moved across the country early on in our marriage from Minneapolis to Seattle. And, uh, side note, we had, we had packed our U-Haul, um, wrong, probably because we got all the youth interns to do it, you know, so we just loaded everything into a U-Haul, didn't know what we were doing. We didn't know the weight was off. And uh, anytime we were driving down the freeway and we got over about 55 miles an hour, the the U-Haul would start to shake and it would kind of threaten to want to slide out from behind the SUV that was pulling it. And um, we had to therefore drive uh, across the, the country at 55 miles an hour. I don't know why we didn't stop to repack it. I don't know why we didn't stop to fix it. We just kind of chose to endure, but we had to drive slower. We had to go slower. Had we taken a reset, had we stopped and, you know, reassembled the weight, we probably could have driven faster. So sometimes it's not what you're carrying, but how you're carrying it. You know, maybe another culprit could be maybe you're leading without a team right now. You're trying to do it all yourself. You're feeling the weight of this season where it feels like people don't want to work. Um, maybe, um, you know, you, you said yes to too many things. There could be a number of culprits. I guess I'm not here today to totally diagnose or speak to all those issues. My, my point is just simply this. No matter how you got here or, or how you maybe arrived at this place, my question is simple for you today. Do you need a reset regardless of the reason do you need a reset as we head into uh, summer and we even take a couple breaks here on this podcast I wanted to leave you with this question and maybe give you a little bit of soul work to do second Corinthians chapter 4 in verse 16 we see the apostle Paul uh, speaking to the Corinthian church a church that he founded a church that sees him as kind of a father figure, a dad in the faith. And he writes this, he says, therefore we do not lose heart. Though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day. So Paul, the, the kind of the father figure of this church is writing to them because he desperately wants more for them. 
as an apostolic leader, he's trying to communicate to them. I desperately want to see more for you. I want to see you healthy in ministry. And this verse comes in a section of scripture where Paul is discussing the weakness of the flesh, the weakness of our bodies and the tension that exists between focusing on the here and now versus focusing on the eternal, you know, and he's expressing this tension. Your outwardly body is is wasting away, you know, focusing on things that are temporary, he refers to, all while inwardly you're being renewed and your heart is is focused on things heavenward. And in ministry, we walk this tension. Our work can often focus on the here and now, but our souls are focused on the eternal. And there's a tension between the two. Paul's prescription, I won't read this whole incredible passage of scripture, but his prescription is found in verse 18, where he says, so we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. We fix our eyes, not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. I I just know when I get out of rhythm and when I get feeling the way I was feeling, it's because I'm focusing too much on what is seen and I'm out of rhythm. I'm out of focus on what is unseen. And um, I think that's why we end up experiencing seasons where it feels like we're wasting away rather than being renewed. As church leaders, we don't rest to remove ourselves. We rest to re-enter. We don't rest to remove. We rest to re-enter. This is where the world's argument for rest is falling so short. There's this self-care movement and conversation happening in culture right now that is villainizing hard work, villainizing those who call you higher, those who ask you to go the extra mile, you know, basically call them oppressors uh, this day. And as church leaders, um, we don't, we don't rest to escape. We don't rest to remove ourselves from hard work. We, we rest so that we can reenter with strength. The call to the Sabbath was never about hard work being bad. <laughs> it was a call to reset so that we can reenter our work and strength. So I just simply wanted to encourage you to consider What could a summer reset look like in your life and in your leadership? Consider this thought. Ministry comes in seasons, just like harvest comes in seasons. I want to remind you the harvest cycle has like four distinct seasons to it. And only one of them involves picking crops, (laughs) harvesting, you know, fruit. It's like three whole other seasons that involve rest and preparation and laying the groundwork and faithfulness and diligence. And, you know, I just want to remind you that ministry comes in seasons and every day is not a go day. You know, every day is not, is not, um, a day where you're at a 10. Um, and we need to work with the harvest cycle rather than fight it. And rest is certainly a part of the cycle. I will say this, our tribe is for second chair leaders, leaders in the middle and I've seen, I feel like more and more lead pastors getting this right. So thankful for my own pastor who fights and carves out time for his family and for his own rest. He set a great example in our church. I do not always see the same behavior in second chair leaders. I can often see leaders in the middle 
um, burning the candle at both ends. Um, this, this happens for a number of reasons. We're not always entirely in charge of our schedule. Um, this can happen because of the demands of the job. This could happen with the desire to impress, you know, your pastor. Um, I think sometimes we think that all our pastors want us to do is accomplish. And so we strive to accomplish at all cost. <laughs> I think sometimes we want to be the best. And so time in pit row feels like time, you know, out of the race, time off the track, off the field. Um, I think sometimes we just manage our time and our space poorly and we violate healthy rhythms. Let me just say this loud and clear because I, I, I talk with a lot of pastors about their teams as a part of my work. And let me just say this more than your pastors wanting you to accomplish. They want to see you and I win at managing our personal spaces well, managing our lives well. Excellence in rhythm, not just achievement and accomplishment. You know, personal excellence that equates to ministry excellence. Do you know that that, that personal excellence builds trust with your pastor? It it builds trust with them that you're going to get the job done when you when you when you when you're living excellently when you're um, managing yourself well it builds trust that people are going to be properly cared for it builds trust that you're going to be reliable and that you're going to go the distance it, it get, builds trust that you're going to have something in the tank when they you know need someone to take on something new I will remind you in closing that no one is going to schedule your rest for you. No one is going to schedule your reset for you. No one is going to fight for your rhythms of renewal. I have come to learn that this is up to me, that if I need a reset, that it is up to me to fight for those rhythms, to fight for that space. I will say, practically speaking, I do ask my wife to come alongside me. And we really try to run cover for each other and fight for each other so that uh, we both have the space and the rhythms that we need to renew. So this fall, where do you want to be as a leader? What condition do you want your your heart and your soul to be? And I, I pray that you enter this fall absolutely white hot for Jesus absolutely white hot for ministry as potent as ever as filled up as ever i just know though that that comes sometimes from taking a reset from taking a minute so i just end today where i began do you need a reset are you in a moment where God wants to do something more in you so that he can work in a greater way through you. If I can offer you a couple practical steps in closing today, let me say this. It's important to know how you recharge because every leader recharges different. I've heard it argued that people recharge in one of four ways, either through physical activity, social time, which would be medium to large groups, like party, <laughs> Uh, personal time, which would be the smallest group of people, trusted friends, family, or private time, time by yourself. I've heard that leaders, 
people recharge in one of four ways. It unlocked me when I learned that I recharge with private time. I had been told all my life I was an extrovert and I never realized how much private time I needed because I'm more introverted than people realize. So know how you recharge. Secondly, know when you recharge. Like know, know when works for you. When works that you can do it reliably. When works that it actually breathes life into your day and into your week rather than tiring you out. It could look differently for any of us, but know when and then realize this finally, the busier the season, the longer the recovery. It's okay to run fast. Just realize that when you sprint, you're going to get winded and you're going to have to walk for a minute before you can return to marathon pace. And the busier or more intense a season is, the more you have to be strategic about your recovery time. The greatest athletes don't just master accomplishment and achievement, they master recovery. And I'm learning to give myself permission to recover after busy trips, after busy events, after busy times. There's 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 no medal for the person, you know, that just keeps sprinting in ministry. So the busier the season, the longer the recovery. Do you need a reset? Just consider it. Offer it to the Lord. Um, ask Jesus what what time and space he wants to have in your life. I know that what you're where you're going to find me this summer is you're going to find me diligent about prayer walks. You're going to find me um, diligent about um, strategic time with my family uh, this summer. I'm just going to believe that this is a summer of strengthening for God's house, summer of strengthening for God's people, and that you enter the second half of this year absolutely white hot for ministry, white hot for Jesus. The door closed to distraction, the door closed to anxiety and fear, the door closed to um, apathy, um, but that you'll enter the second half of this year in strength for the glory of God in Jesus' name. Amen. Leading second, I know this was simple today, but I just wanted to challenge you and encourage you as we head into the second half of this year. I love you so much, and um, I know I haven't met so many of you, but I just can't tell you what an honor it is to have this space. Um, we're taking a few weeks off, but we'll be back over the summer with some special episodes we're calling Summer Camp. You're not going to want to miss it. It's going to be awesome. Until next time, Leading Second, let's run strong for the kingdom and lead in an uncommon way together. God bless you. check out leadingsecond.com. Follow us on Instagram at leadingsecond and join us on the Leading Second Collective on Facebook.